is a pre-recorded version of the WTK Roundtable on WTK, unsurprisingly, 9 o'clock Thursdays. It is recorded, though, so if you call in, nobody will answer you. Folks, here on the Michigan Insider on Sports Talk 1050 WTKA online at WTKA.com. We're live here inside the MDN studios. It's time for the MGO Blog Roundtable. We have Brian Cook from MGO Blog. Brian, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you? All right. What, what's that? I'm, I'm a different man today. I'm Peter Sellers. I don't know. I don't know what's Peter going on. Peter Sellers? I don't, I don't know who that is. David Niven. Sure. You don't know who Peter Sellers is? I, I, I get him confused with other guys named Peter, like Parker. <laughs> Peter Parker. Oh, that's right. One was a right. real guy. Yeah. Okay. We'll move on. Yeah. Ed Fang from the Power Rank. What's up? How you doing today? I'm great. All right. And then the, the, the superstar among us, <laughs> the star of the big screen. His small screen, actually. Okay, the small screen. The streaming screen. Yeah, yeah. Man, that might end up photo, in the big house. His photo yeah. is making the rounds. Everyone is saying they they now know what this guy. He's like Kaiser Soze before. Yeah, before this, right? Yeah. But yeah. now they all know that Craig Ross really does exist. They know I, what he looks like. I, I can't tell you how humblifying this all is to steal <laughs> Don King's word. I'm completely humblified. Uh, so people the number no of idea people who have made about. fun of me, including Ed. Who comes what? by my house with showing me the dumbass picture on <laughs> on his cell phone? Uh, anyway. Craig, Craig made his on-screen debut Absolutely. on the uh, on the 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 docu series yeah. about Michigan, and I you know I haven't seen it yet. I know Ira, you haven't seen it yet. Brian, you've I have seen not. It. Well, I okay. have, and and it was fascinating. I mean, especially I, the parts with you in it. No, there wasn't. <laughs> I, I, look, it was like ten seconds of me, and no one from Hollywood is calling. I guarantee you. The uh, the interesting part. That's not were, true, actually. I just want to inter- interject that we have a listener who is a friend of ours, who is a big time guy in Hollywood, and this is his favorite hour of the week. So you never know, Craig. You never know. <laughs> I guess, but the the the. There were a few things that really interested me about the documentary. One was I thought the kids they focused on, by and large, came off pretty well. I mean, the scene of with Mo Hurst as an Uber driver is hilarious. <laughs> did you did you see, recall that one? Oh, did it's you, great! Yeah. It's awesome. It's a very it's like, very wait, funny. Like, what do you scene. think about the football team this year? Yeah. It's like, oh well, because I think this <laughs> yeah. was after the Michigan State game. Yeah. right? he's driving around. And he has no idea it's Mohurst. Yeah, and, the, and, the kid, and the kid says, uh, well, do you go to the games? And Mo goes, yeah, I go to all yeah. of them. Actually, and do you have season tickets? I well, actually play for the team. No, I don't really have season and tickets, but I go to all of them. And it's, it, it's very funny. And Mohurst is brilliant, really, and, and, and comes off quite well, as do, does Rashawn Gary and Winovich. And uh, Karan oh. Higdon's uh, scenes are, are lovely. Uh, and it's interesting that, you know, I, I talked to a lot of people who are friends of mine who aren't really Michigan football people, but who watched it nonetheless. And they said, wow, I love Pep Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And Pep comes off as a star of this. Drevno, my guess is this is the athletic department, sort of <laughs> hits the cutting room floor. I think that's, yeah, I definitely I mean, think there he, is some, some editing there. There is some editing, yeah. but Pep does come off really, really well. Uh, my wife thought Harbaugh came off a lot better than she expected. 
Oh, interesting. And uh, and uh, so when so, you say he came uh, he came across really well, meaning it, what? Genuine. He comes across genuine uh, and maybe a little less aloof than perhaps you see him at, at pressers. Are we or other talking places. Pep or uh, no Harbaugh? Harbaugh. Yeah, no Pep comes off great. He's okay, very so, yeah, Pep yeah. is very photogenic. He's very um, photogenic. Yeah, he is. Like, I mean, we can't judge people positively <laughs> for being photogenic. <laughs> Are you kidding? We're we're in a uh, that's that business, Ryan Cook. And that's he, he's he people yeah, about how they and, yeah. and from a functional standpoint. No, yeah. I'm just talking about we have a radio show where we just roll out of bed in the morning. Yeah, we have we're on a radio show for a reason. Yeah. So 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 wait, so when you was there was there any aspect of uh-huh. of his of his coaching of his interaction? No, with I mean that's that, the part to me that was well, a little disappointing, in that there isn't a whole lot of. Of, for example, the time what I mean, it I have a different sense of that. You're just pointing the documentary, not the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In in the sense that when I was hoping to see, well, what does a quarterback meeting look like? Well, I've sat through, you know. Yeah, you don't need to know that. Well, I wanted to see sort of well, what was it? How was it different with Carr and Scott versus Harbaugh and Pep? You know, you got some really interesting information because I think that Pep was coaching the quarterbacks this year. Right. All the quarterback meetings were with Pep, not with Jim. Well, oh, wait, that's not a, that's but that wasn't a that's that wasn't a shouldn't come across as a surprise, right? Well, right. I mean, I thought Jim would be in on all those meetings, uh, okay. right? I, I got a close close role, um, and then um, yeah, I mean, Pep came across really well. Um, I don't know why Jack Harbaugh does not give the pregame speech. Yeah, I found in front that, of every I found game, that sp- might have been the best four minutes of the entire yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I found the speeches, the coaches' speeches, except well, Don Brown is phenomenal. I mean, he's just he just pops out. Well, I guess I was and, just su- surprised that that Michigan fans were, you know, weren't were as as well. Some Michigan fans weren't as put off by the by the um, salty language. What? What do you think? What? It's football. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I had well, a couple f bombs before a game from Don Brown. That's not well. That's I mean, not shocking at all. We've had people and journalists uh, freak out about that kind of stuff right. before. That's what I mean. So. It, it was it was Jeez. quite there was, it was I mean I expected more about it yeah I expected more from I said, Jim Jim's said, pretty calm r- relative you know, and, it, that's that's all I've ever known and, and so it's certainly for me that kind of fire and brimstone is yeah. part and parcel to you know the football right so I'm just you know the reaction the celebratory tone that it is seemingly is seemingly universal like there's no no one saying oh my god I can't believe he said None of that. Everyone was like, "Yeah, this is awesome." Yeah, the, uh, which is great. To, great, actually, to hear. Well, yeah, I want to see like all of Beeline's pregame speeches. <laughs> it's like, let's go do some basketball, guys. Yeah, <laughs> let's. I doubt, I doubt it's quite. Hey, like well, that. it works. You know, I, I don't I'm know. Not, but, I mean, well, obviously, it's the, it works, the pregame but, speeches to me always seem a little. Overblown. Contrived. Yeah. Well, and you didn't get fired up with Jack Harbaugh. Jack Beach Harbaugh was pretty that good. That was well, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Right, was so, pretty, do you remember back in the day, one of the first like internet videos that was relevant to Michigan fans was Chad Henney's high school coach? I do remember that. Who was a good coach, by the way. Well, yeah, I mean, but he also had this halftime speech where he like ripped out a VCR, like threw it on the ground and stomped on the tape. Hmm. And just screamed like a complete insane person. And I watched that way back in the day, and I was like, yeah, I'm not really into 
halftime speeches yeah. ever again, except for Ed Reed. That's the one I'll go with. Yeah, but in any event, they did see. <laughs> you haven't seen this? I don't. Re- I don't. I haven't. Uh, oh my god! You guys, you guys need to just type in <laughs> Ed Reed halftime speech on YouTube. <laughs> okay, I'll, YouTube I'll... is a website on the internet, Craig. Um, <laughs> Thank you. And, and you can get it on your mobile. I don't have. I can't, I can't repeat it because it's a football speech, so it's mm-hmm. got swears in it. But uh, it's it's really good I, and it's short. You know, I get the. You know, mm-hmm. I, I do think that there's extemporaneous speaking. Uh, I mean, you might have a message, a theme, certainly for for pregames. But Don Brown, and I have seen the clip of that. I haven't yeah. seen the documentary, yeah. but I've seen that clip. I think he's, I think that's off the cuff, man. Just, oh, I, just, I, just coming at you raw, no filter, yeah, uh, he, no, he, no, no, no planning, just giving you exactly what comes to the top of his head with he, it right when it gets there. He, he's a star in the in the film too. There's no doubt about it in the documentary. You know, and Winovich is funny on the field. They caught a couple of moments of him talking to offensive linemen, saying. Okay, now, bro, is this a runner or a pass? <laughs> you know, <laughs> things that are just not taunting. They're just no, 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 more he's funny. Taunting. He's, he's like, taunting are you going to protect your quarterback? He goes, are you going to protect the dude this time, right? He's like, talk, he <laughs> it's talks. It's pretty funny. Yeah, and uh, so it, it, all in all, I think it's a real success. You know, the, the plus side for people who were not so connected to Michigan football seemed to be Harbaugh came off better than they thought. People love Pep. Uh, and Don Brown. Uh, so and, people loved Pep. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that's like universal. And the and the and the. Uh, I was shaking his head. I've but. heard a lot of response. The same yeah. thing. And and the downside seemed to be the quarterbacks. They thought like these guys don't have a pulse. And you know I'm not. <laughs> well, in what sense? And the, they just. John O'Corn has a pulse. Yeah. Say what you want to about how he played on the field this year. Yeah. That is but the, the kid has a pulse. That is the definition of damning with fake praise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you can talk about Brandon Peters' personality all you want, but I, I don't know. I mean, Wilton comes off fine. I mean, well, I wish we could have gotten a little more insight. I, I didn't, have, from I it, didn't have, a, have a problem with, with how the quarterback came off. I said, other people told me, say, these guys are so. Laconic, laid back. They're just. Was that the word they I, used? Yeah, more or less. <laughs> you yeah. do know a lot of lawyers. I, I do know a lot of lawyers. Look, man, but Rashawn Gary had some tears in the show. John O'Corn had some tears in the show. I think Rashawn the players Gary, came the off as The scenes with like Rashawn Gary and his mom are priceless. Yeah, they, they I, really I have, are. I have seen a, uh-huh. a subtitled screenshot where Rashawn Gary, Rashawn Gary's mom says, "Now go get me some quarterback ass." And I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> But I think that's I, after, yeah, like, a very emotional does. talk about yeah. family. And <clears throat> Rashawn Gary is uh, by far my wife's favorite player now. Uh, and and you got to respect him for, like, the seriousness with which he took his entrepreneurship class. Like, this man clearly has more goals than just playing in the NFL uh, during his lifetime. And then the other highlight for me was Jim Harbaugh talking about protecting the ball, comparing it to changing his kid's uh, that, diaper. To me, that was so crazed. And, and No, it was the best. He's like... <laughs> I'm holding the baby. Now, I can't trip with the baby. Now, you can't squeeze a football like you squeeze a baby. But here's the point. you got to take care that's, of the ball. That's what I mean. It Wait. was wacky. It was Which, the best. And, and the kids are looking at him the like, The kids are looking hey, at him. This guy is wacky. What the heck are you talking about? Why am I not surprised? 
See, man, I think everything in, in Jim, everything in Jim's life, I think comes back. I think it comes back to football. I think yeah. everything can relates to football for but him. But you don't want a trip. I, 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 I but the kid might have might have left the toys out. <laughs> you can't. You gotta. You gotta see that in your mind, Sam. All right, I gotta go. See, I gotta go watch that. Just, uh, I gotta go watch well, that. I feel I that think it's though. Episode six. Yeah, you feel that. I feel that. Those uh, kids in that room did not feel that, except for maybe Cron Higdon. Yeah, who has a. I, Shot three year old. Yeah, so like, so he knows what's what's going on there too. God, it's like, like can't drop the baby, huh? <laughs> yeah, can't squeeze the baby like you squeeze a football. Can't, and then there's like stuff on the floor, and you're tripping all over the place, and you're stepping on stuff, and you're trying not to hurdle your baby to its death. Yeah, it's happened. <laughs> So okay, and I will admit when my oldest, you know, I, I, this is still to this day. This is twenty years ago. It, the Lions were playing Philly in the playoffs in nineteen ninety five. Oh, that didn't go well. Think or was it? They were they playing Philly to get in the playoffs? One of those things. Anyway, the Lions lost at the very end of the game, oh, and I was okay. holding my kid at the time. <clears throat> And you know how you throw stuff, right? You throw stuff. <laughs> do things happen? No. And I don't. Yes, you do. No, you know, I don't. Ever had this experience. And so I'm holding. I'm you holding, might want to cut the story here. I'm Sam. holding this, 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 at that wait, point, two-month-old. If, if your work for Child Protective Services, turn <laughs> your radio oh, off wait, now. No, no. So I, I had him. And, and now I'm ready to throw the kid. Because you throw stuff in your hands at the time. And I realized... This is man. I'm 18. It's not a pillow. This is not. This is not a pillow. It's not a ball. You can't throw it. So as I realize that it's the kid in my head, I set him down gently on the bed, and then I go nuts. And so my wife's like, "Were you just about to throw my baby?" It's like, well, I mean, but I didn't, right? But I didn't right. throw him. Hey, I what's sat him worse? down gently. You setting him down gently and then freaking out. Uh, she, well, well, my she, friend she, has actually dropped his she baby. She freaked out after I set the baby down. I set him down gently, and she's freaking out, picking him up. Like, I just threw him on the bed. I is sat it, him down Is it gently. possible that it wasn't as gentle as you thought? It was gentle. It I mean, the gentle. kid doesn't have brain damage. He's fine. Hey, He's that fine. that's not saying much. <laughs> the human skull is an amazing thing. Also, please don't, if you work for Child Protective Services, I didn't I didn't say that. And, and, I didn't throw, and I didn't throw him. I didn't throw him. That might be on tape. No, it's not. But, you know, I didn't throw him. I need some no. kind of proof. My wife will vouch for me. I didn't well, I, throw him. She was there. My similar experience is that the child was just in its grabby phase, and I had a full um, carafe of tea in a metal pot, and he grabbed it, and the point of the the uh, the spout went into my toe. And this toe was black. I thought I was going to lose a toenail for, like, months, and I'm holding the baby, and I, like set the baby down and then I go in the bedroom and I writhe on the couch for like five minutes because I'm just dying. <laughs> like, you know how like you make fun of Italian soccer players for like, you know, getting a minor hit and then writhing on the ground and then you stub your own toe and you're like, oh my God, that's incredibly painful. <laughs> Wait a minute. Italian soccer players? All of them. Well, whatever. All right. um, but more the Europeans. <laughs> yeah, more the Europeans. And the sure. South Americans. That's yeah. the one. But anyway, so like this is like the most painful experience of my life and I'm holding this baby and I, I'm... In retrospect, I'm just glad that I was like, okay, this is, you go over here, and I'm going to go over here and wish that you had never been born. See, you. Temporarily. You could play for Jim Harbaugh because you took care of the baby. Uh, and you didn't squeeze the baby like a football. I think there are several other obstacles that we would have to overcome, but it's God, good that there's only the. the few. I, well, the several. I, I definitely need to see that episode specifically. Uh, just for that that scene, that sounds like it was hilarious. That and of course the the great description you guys gave 
of uh, of Mo Hurst's uh, Uber ride. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, that's to wonderful. check that out. And of course, I guess the highlight was the dubious distinction of he he has a pulse. He has he has a pulse to describe John O'Corn. He clearly has a pulse. I don't know who these friends of yours are, Greg. <laughs> With friends like Ed, what who needs enemies, huh? <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, definitely want to want to switch gears. Ira is giving me the break signal, so we come back on the other side. You know, man. You know, last week was such a for me, uh, and I was a walking zombie. But I made it a point to stay up for that Frozen Four matchup with Notre Dame. Michigan got up two nothing. I was feeling uh, good. No, no sh- sh- shut up. I was feeling great. I was feeling <laughs> go great. To break. And, and, Ira, go to break. And, and Ira said, Ira said, oh, Sam, see, overconfident, Sam. Notre Dame scores three unanswered go goals. Go to break. Go to break. Please. Michigan ties it up. I don't want to talk about it. And I stayed up. And then <clears throat> I had never seen a buzzer beater in hockey before. I think Brian's a foot out the door. <laughs> Sam, I got to right, get, get your, t- I gotta get your okay, take on the let's, season. Let's just get through we'll this. Look ahead. We'll come back on the other side. Some hockey talk here on the Michigan Insider <sighs> Sports Talk 250 WTK. The ticket. Uh, with much consternation, Brian is going to talk <sighs> hockey. So, yeah. All right, let's go. Uh, you know, just, uh, you know, outlook moving forward now. This, uh, we kind of touched on a little bit last week uh, with, with, with Quinn Hughes. Is he coming back? You seem to think that he would be. Yeah. Uh, you know, recruiting class coming in. What, what's the outlook for the team next year? Well, they lose their whole top line with Cooper Merity signing with uh, Edmonton. And that's a little bit concerning because they were pretty heavily dependent on those guys to score. The nice thing is that the Pastyov line uh, with Jack Becker, that was two freshmen and a sophomore, they really seemed to start coming on. Well, and they got it done. They were, they tied the score. They did. And, and that was uh, probably the best shift Michigan had all game. And collectively, they kind of remind me of uh, Zach Hyman in his junior year when he was – he seemed to be playing better than his uh, score line was indicating, and he didn't blow up uh, halfway through his junior year. So um, <clears throat> I think those guys will be good. You get Lockwood back, and Lockwood uh, looked like Michigan's most dynamic forward for the half a year he actually got. Yeah, so, I thought I think he's our best guy in the power play, too. So yeah, I think that helps. And I, I do think they get Hughes back just because he's he was the youngest guy in college hockey this year. He's a defenseman, and he's he's got like... He's got maybe one more year where he's got to figure out what he can do at this level before it's uh, time to, to to hit the NHL. You never know. Uh, he's a top five pick, and that those guys are hard to hold, hold on to sometimes. But I think he'll get Hughes back. Um, because you said last week they might get his brother, and that's... That's like another a, thing. And uh, so his brother is probably the best player in the history of the national team development program. I don't think there's a maybe about it because he's doing stuff that... Phil Kessel did when he was a U18 and he's a U17. So the rate at which he's scoring, all of those guys are NHL superstars. And he's doing it a year before they pulled off these scoring numbers. So if he ex- ex- isn't at the national team next year, he probably will be at Michigan. That requires him to do what Zach Wierenski did, where he uh, basically skipped his senior high school, he accelerated, got to college. And that would be a that'd be a one and done situation, but we'll take it. Uh, <laughs> uh, that would he'd probably instantly be the the best forward in the history of the program, at least on a one year basis. <clears throat> and then interestingly enough, a guy named Oliver Wallstrom, who uh, first came to prominence because he was a nine year old, and he um, <laughs> remember the Mike Leg goal. Yeah. So he was a nine year old, and he's on the uh, he's doing like the shootout stuff that you do between periods at the uh, Boston Bruins game, and he. He pulls uh, he pulls the Mike Leg goal except he shoots it from like between the slot into the top corner, 
Like <laughs> as a nine year old, as a nine year old, is, is there a video? There's video of it. I gotta see this video. So just Oliver Wallstrom shootout goal, I think, will get you it. Um, All right. It is incredible. And this guy turns into a projected top 10 pick in this year's draft as well. He was committed to Harvard, but uh, it's now been announced that he's decommitted, and he's probably going to be at either Michigan or BC next year. And that would also kind of change Michigan's outlook because he's on Jack Hughes' line with the U18s, and he's scoring like gangbusters. And he was already scoring at a really high rate before Hughes came up with him. So... If Michigan get one of those two guys, that really changes their outlook. If they can't, they're probably still going to be pretty good. They're bringing in the top 15 pick at, on defense named Bodie Wild. They have a couple of um, uh, USHL guys, Jack Randall and Ken. Good grief. You, Brian, completely, <laughs> Brian completely undersold the goal. You completely undersold I, it. I said, I said it with I, I J, mean, the Mike Leg goal. Yeah, yeah, but I know. He picked it up and just came around the corner. Yeah, yeah. This kid yeah, this is, is skating down the ice, picks up the puck, does a spin move, yeah, this is, and throws it in the net. Wow. So that guy's on the market. I mean, the, 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 the goalie is like, what the fuck? I mean, he just throws the nine-year-old. Yeah, it's, it's like, uh, oh, man, give me a break. So I'm this, not even supposed to be out here against this guy. So that, that would obviously be a good guy to pick up. <laughs> Um, but you know, I think that it's... That kid was nine when he did that? Nine. Um, <laughs> you gotta look at the goalie, man. The goalie's like... <laughs> yeah, the goalie's just like, he's, just, he's like, what am I supposed to do with that? Come on, guys. So... so yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> like you had to throw his gloves on. Like, give me a break, man. So, But they have some guys that are coming in this class who are going to be solid players for the for the program. They don't really have any stars outside of Wild. Um, so... It's Samick and... Uh, 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 Semek's another defenseman. He's mm-hmm. uh, not scoring at a high rate, but um, a guy named Will Scouch um, does a lot of analytics for hockey, and he's uh-huh. actually, when Semek's on the ice, his his uh, team scores twice as much as when he's off the ice, hmm. which is one of the best marks in uh, all of junior hockey, which includes the CHL. And the other guys on that list, a lot of them are first-round picks, so I think he's going to be good. Keefuke and uh, Randall are scoring at, um, they're not scoring at a rate where they're they look like guys who are immediately going to step in and be scoring line players, but they're pretty good. And an interesting guy Michigan has is a guy named Jack uh, Jimmy Lambert, who's in the BCHL. He's one of the top scorers, but he's 21. Mm. So he's uh, college hockey has moved a lot towards older players, um, and Michigan uh, has a coach who had to do that at Tech, so he's kind of experienced at which guys to pick out, and it looks like he's got a couple of guys who could be uh, impact players immediately. The problem is, like, with those older guys, like, it's either it's pretty much now or never, right? So, if uh, Lambert comes in and he's not that great, he's already 21, so his upside is limited. But he's Michigan will probably have a team somewhat similar to this year, where they have two, three, four guys at forward who are consistently scoring, and then, and then drops off after that. You made a comment in a break though that they could they could be a super talented team. Yeah. Or it could be yeah. There's there's a lot of question marks open. Like if they lose Hughes and they don't get his brother, they don't get Wallstrom. You're kind of going into this year, and it's like, well, we got a couple of guys who are. But what if they keep like, Hughes and they get his brother and they, they get keep, Wallstrom? Yeah, then they're the most talented team I've probably ever seen at Michigan. That's a lot of ifs. Um, you know, the current tr- the current thing that people think about Hughes, uh, the, his younger brother, is that he'll probably just stick it out with the national team this year which uh, you can't really blame him, but it would have been nice. Uh, we'll see. Um, and Wallstrom, like, you know, he's... Uh, but the chance to play a year with your brother, that's... You know, it's... it's uh, that's a nice. compelling... 
Yeah, if if Michigan can pull that off, that would be great. So they've got a lot of irons on the fire right now, and they've got uh, a decent backup plans. You did undersell the hell out of that goal, by the way. I, so I may, maybe maybe you're maybe 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 you pulling Craig Ross for for, for, for well, you to understand that no. for you to understand that goal and maybe, this might be maybe, the most talented maybe, Michigan maybe team I've ever seen. This un- might be the most talented Michigan college just team just ever. Brian, in your defense, a picture is worth a thousand words. You didn't use I don't twenty thousand words to describe that video. I don't think Mike Leg goal from the slot is is underselling anything. You missed the the three sixty yeah, and a couple other parts of it. It's, I, and the fa- you did mention the fact that he was nine, which is crazy in itself. Yeah, so it's uh, you gotta stop hugging Craig so much. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Um, obviously, <laughs> Mel's proven that he can he can do some things with uh, rosters that aren't stacked top to front with talent, uh, and I, I think it'll be another solid year for Michigan. But just because of the way recruiting works in hockey, it's so far out in the future. You know, the uh, prospect of another Red Barons and Heyday. Kind of starts in 2020. Gotcha. Um, where they've got a lot of high end guys, and hopefully they can get them all to campus, uh, or at least some of them. Half of them would be great. All right. Well, we'll come back on the other side, and I'll throw a similar similar question to you guys about the basketball outlook. And then, uh, and there's no spring game, but can kind of get into some rumblings a little bit, maybe. Okay. You know what you're hearing, right. what you're looking for. And get into that as we close things out on the other side here on the Michigan Insider on Sports Talk 1050 WTKA. The ticket. Gonna try to squeeze a lot in these last ten minutes. So guys, uh, I'm gonna go blog roundtable. Brian Cook, Ed Fang, and the uh, star of the Amazon series. <laughs> Craig Ross. That's a joke. <laughs> Guys. This is going to be his intro all season in 2018. Basketball outlook. Uh, you know, I certainly think it's reasonable uh, to assume that, you know, they've long felt like it's more likely than not that Moe's going to make the the uh, the jump that has not been um, said definitively uh, yet to anyone outside the program. Uh, or inside the program. Or, or inside the program. has not been said definitively as of yet. That Cause a to, panic. To our knowledge. Uh, but, you know, the, the feeling has long been that he's he's most likely uh, going to make the jump. Now, I will say this. The conviction with which that that opinion was was offered has changed as the season is as the season unfolded. I mean, there's uh, a lot more. um talk given to the possibility of his return compared to the beginning of the season where it just seemed like it was a foregone conclusion that he was going to make the jump. Yeah, I mean, he did what the NBA asked him to do for the most part. He became a top 50 defensive rebounder, and his you know defensive limitations are never going to go away just because of his wingspan and his athleticism. And I think, you know, if he wants to come back, um, you can make a case for it because like if he's going to be a second-round pick and he's going to bounce back and forth from the G League, or even just have a G League season, like the financial uh, outcome there isn't terrific. So maybe he wants to, uh, instead of that, he wants to hang out and maybe go to the Final Four again. Like that's you can you can see that, um, but also like there's also a case for like let's start our career. So I could see it go either way. And there's a case for either way. He doesn't turn 21 <clears throat> until later this month, so he's you know he's a young. Uh, senior, senior to be. Yeah. Um, right. <clears throat> so there's that. I mean, one of the things that led DJ away was DJ was 22, and this kid didn't turn 21 till till next. But so he he would be 22 going into the uh, to next year's draft. He could he could be more a, a, more consistent offensively 
I mean, he he was obviously a matchup problem for many teams, but was he in was he in every game offensive force for for Michigan as a guy who lacks the physical traits that you talk about? Right. You certainly need to be that guy on a game in game out basis if you're going to be a first round pick. So he could do that. He he could. <clears throat> I mean, he could be a better posted player to take advantage of switches, but um or Mari Spellman. <laughs> Could have had some more. I mean, he had three inches on the guy. I wish that we would have gotten the ball to him more. But uh, so it's it's just not his strength. But it's also not something that if you want to develop as a post player, you should stay at Michigan, <laughs> right? You. Like that's not. I hear yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, I mean, you got to assume he's gone. Um, uh, Teske moves in the starting lineup, uh-huh. and so this was a team that was top five in defensive efficiency this year. You put Teske in the starting lineup, give him. 25 minutes a game. That is going to be a really good defense. Assuming Charles Matthews is back. Yeah, boy, you, you man, look, that defense, that team is going to be. It's going to be really good, good defensively, defense. but you wonder where the three point shooting is yeah. going to come it's from. Just Jordan wow. Poole. Just give Jordan the pool the ball every <laughs> possession. Get well, out of his way. It's tough because you're be uh, having three guys out there who aren't really shooters, and the best way to get around that is that Charles Matthews, I think, gets up to 35 percent, and maybe gets. His uh, free throw shooting up. If you look at the second half of his season, he was a 65-ish percent free throw shooter. So you can see that coming. The shot looks like it should be good, um, yeah. unlike <laughs> Xavier. Uh, right. And so, like, Xavier's never going to be uh, a great shooter. Matthews has the ability to get there eventually, and I think he can take that step, especially on a John Beeline team. And then, <clears throat> you know, you're looking at Poole blowing up, and I think he will. Because not only uh, did he have a very promising freshman season, but he's uh, only two months older than the equivalent version of Karis LeVert. So <clears throat> Stauskas turned 19 in the first month of his freshman year. And uh, Poole won't turn 19 until June. Uh, Karis turned 19 in August after his freshman year. So he has a lot of physical development to do. He has a lot of uh, upside left to tap. Uh, and he's already a high usage guy who had a 108.0 rating, which isn't great, but it's pretty good for a high usage freshman. So yeah, he, he you look at him, you look at Livers, and you know you feel like that's going to be your your hopefully I hopefully Isaiah gets that because post ankle injury it, it just seemed like a different guy. Well, he was he was never very aggressive, and then he really kind of dropped through the the floor. You know, the thing that Livers has to watch out for is Iggy Brasdakis, mm-hmm. who's at the Hoop Summit and is impressing people even in that context. Um, and is actually six months older than Poole. So he's 19 in January, or he was 19, turned yeah. 19 in January. So he should be ready to go. Um, he also just spent a season at uh, Orangeville Prep, where he played all the top high school teams, all the crazy prep schools with... But, bowl, bowl, and whatever. Yeah, his, You know, his, his thing is going to be, and I, I talked to Brian's... Brian is funny when in talking about being that person because he he just it's like dude he does not pass he does not he, <laughs> uh, defense what is that so this guy shoots and then he shoots and then he shoots again he shoots you don't have to tell that guy to shoot the basketball because he is going to shoot the basketball so there are going to be some adjustments for yeah you. there's going to be an adjustment period but as a guy who uh, takes on the pool role from from last True. year I think that's a good option. Um, and then David DeJulius is going to be interesting because he shot 42% uh, from three as a high school senior, and virtually all of those were off the off bounce. Off the dribble, yeah. Yeah. 
I, I don't think there's any. I have no doubt that by the end, it, I feel bullish in saying that by the end of the year, by midway, the midway point of the year, he's at, at least he's your backup point guard. Mm-hmm. At least. At least. Mm-hmm. At least. What's what's the yeah, who's gonna I, mean, I mean, you know, he, 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 I think Xavier Simpson. I've, look, I think Xavier Simpson is your starting point guard. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So I'm when I say at least. I, I am leaving open the possibility for a competition there. Okay. Don't want to just say, you know, there's no chance he can be, you know, he can be checked. Because I get hate mail from my man Zeke on Twitter. It's like, oh, you just, you're in love with, with Xavier. He's, he, he can do no wrong. That's not true. I've not said that. I just, I think he's the leader of the team. But, you know, it, yeah, can he be challenged? Sure. But I, I think at the very least that that Dave DeJulius is going to be your, your backup point guard, and I don't think it's going to be uh, very long into the season before he ascends to that role. I just I, I, I have very little yeah. doubt that he's going to be able to be held off. I'm a big fan of his game. Or make I, it up, I should say. I, I'm a big fan of his game. I'm you know It's just always t- hard to say with freshmen as to how quickly they progress within the beeline offense, how quickly they begin to play something that looks like yeah. like Big Ten defense. David DeJulius is an incredibly talented guy. So I we, mean, we, he can shoot he's it also off the, got He's got a backup plan for anything that goes wrong. He's just like, I'm going to rise up. That's Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, basically we're comparing him to, um, to Eli. And I, I just... Oh, right. I forgot about that guy. <laughs> I was like, who's supposed to be the backup right now? Yeah, right. that's who yeah. you're comparing him to. And I'm just, right. you know, I think when you look at not just their games, but temperament. I just I think that Dave gives you he's going to give you something even as a as a freshman. And 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 he is ready. I mean, he I mean, he is physically he's he's not a skinny guy. He's he's an he's a fit strong guy. He's not like Foster Lawyer, uh who is an incredibly talented right. guy also, but Lawyer is thin, probably weighs 155, 160 pounds. 5'4 yeah. tops. I also and, have and, a, I also have and, very little doubt that David Julius is going to be a better college basketball player than than Foster. Well, Lawyer. I'm not so sure yet. All, all, I, all you I, have to I, know I'm is sure. that when DeJulius is going off for 41 points, they didn't put Lawyer on. Well, him Lawyer didn't did barely checked uh, DeJulius in that game because he couldn't <clears throat> check him and because he's just not physically so ready who's, to do who's so. going to check in college no. well I don't know yet but I mean I just think lawyer is, is a longer term <clears throat> lawyer can shoot it and he can pass let's stop it. talking about foster lawyer let's <laughs> talk right. about Colin Castleton so All he right. just released yeah. a senior highlight video where he looks uh, exactly like, like Mo Wagner yeah it looks exactly, exactly like, like yeah, Mo I mean, Wagner well, that's, with that one was, exception that was a comparison. one exception what he can sh- he can block shots. Oh yeah yeah he's yeah. a that, shot blocker that, and that's how he described himself. Yeah. So I'm uh, my game is like Mo, but I can block shots. That's exactly what he, he was said. Number two. My question is when when you looked at the film because I haven't watched that film yeah. yet. Did he look bigger? Yes. No, I so, no he's not ready. No 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 you you haven't seen like previous years from him like he looks skeletal a couple years. <laughs> yeah ago. I know. So he looks like he still he's, looks too he's, thin. He's filling out. It's still a process for him to fill yeah. out. But he was really good at uh, driving to the basket from the three-point mm-hmm. line. It's high school basketball, so like he's always going to block a bunch of shots and get a bunch of rebounds right. and all that stuff. But he was able to go to the basket against smaller guys, change direction while doing so. He has that Nowitzki pogo stick jumper, which he hit three times in that video, and hopefully he didn't attempt it more than five the whole season. We're going to go with that. Um, <laughs> but he looks really smooth and skilled offensively. His shot is actually maybe a little bit better uh, than Wagner's in terms of, like, Technique, form, yes, yeah, I agree. How, how quickly it gets off. Yeah. 
Um, uh, he's got a lot of work to do ahead of him, but I think he's got more potential than anyone else in this class. Uh, I don't agree with that at all. What? But I, you know, I think he has. He's a six eleven shot blocker who can shoot. He, he all true. I think he's going to be a really good college player. I think he's going to be an a, an excellent player he's at not, Michigan. He's but, not getting. Uh, but um, to me. We're, we're done. We yeah. gotta go. Can we? we I, I got an hour on basketball myself. So well, we can, we can maybe we come up. back next we'll week and we'll pick, pick up basketball. Up. We'll talk more basketball. We certainly will talk yeah. football. Yeah. Uh, next week as well. Yeah. Uh, as we review the non-spring game. <laughs> right. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. Well, we'll get some. We'll get yeah. some. Uh, some. We'll get something out of their closed practice. Trust me.